This is an uneventful week we've been having. Yes, yes. Nothing has happened at all. I can't think of anything. Me either. It's been quite a boring week in a way, hasn't it? Dull week. Dull, dull, Nothing's dull. happened. Apart from, like, you know, a bit of rough and tumble. I shouldn't call it a rough and tumble. Why'd I do that? What can we call it? An incident that led to deaths. Yeah? Your hay fever. Yeah, hay fever kills at least one Tarmin's emotions every year. <laughs> it's true. It's a fact. I can corroborate that. What I'm a corroborating tragedy. my own fact. That makes it a, a definite fact, then. Well, I went to the Donald Trump School of Learning. I went to one of his universities. So that's how I learnt. Yeah. I'm one being a, like a Trump steak or something like that. A what? You remember one of his Trump steaks he tried selling? No. Tried selling steaks? He tries to sell everything, doesn't he? Yeah. And he ends up being bankrupt a lot. Yeah. That's the man you pick to be in charge of your country and its finances. What, me? No, not you. I'm just talking out loud. Thinking out loud. Ah. Ah. Well, anyway, let's get back to your hay fever. Yeah, it's very bad. And my throat hurts now too. And my nose, I can't feel it anymore. How do you know it's still there? Because my eyes hurt and they water sometimes. Ah. Oh. I know. I, I, don't, I don't know how you've survived, to be honest. When, when did it start? It started when I was a child. It was linked to my asthma a lot. Oh. Yeah. At least the asthma sort of subsided over the years, but hay fever, no. Unless, mm. like, I have, like, a really bad flu. That's when the asthma comes with a vengeance and I, like, can't breathe at all. Yeah. I genuinely almost die. I don't think you understand how close to death I get every year. Um, I'm not totally sure I care, but, um... <laughs> bastard, cheap bastard. <laughs> the, the more I hear about your childhood, the more I realise how fucked up it was. Wait, what? It's, I'm just talking hay fever and asthma, man. <laughs> My parents didn't do a Joseph Fritz on me for crying out loud. Like, they're not that bad. No, but that's what you've got planned for your... Uh, I haven't forgotten that. I'm not fucking having kids. <laughs> yeah, but you said you were, were going to have one just to do the whole Joseph Fritzl thing. I didn't say it was about the Joseph Fritzl thing. I said, lock it in a basement and teach it random shit and then set it out into the world at 18 years old and see what happens. Because yeah. I feel like it'll be the longest, but the funniest joke ever. It's not that dissimilar to Joseph Fritzl. Well, no, he didn't let them out, and he wasn't teaching them fucked up shit, was he? He was doing fucked up shit. He was doing Do, fucked well, up shit, let one of them, them to the hospital. So you got to think of all the kind things he did. To be fair, I don't understand why he let them go to the hospital in the first place. Because didn't he let a couple of those babies die? And, like, put them in the furnace? Yeah. So why did he end up letting them go to the hospital when one of them was sick? Sometimes they have, like, um, they finally do get, have some empathy after a while. She might have just convinced him. I'm sorry, a man that locked his daughter in a basement and raped her fathering, I don't know how many kids it was, it was quite a lot of kids. He doesn't have any feelings whatsoever. He's just a fucked up man. I don't know. I think you do have some feelings at some point. Nah. Didn't have empathy for a lot of the time. But yeah. may have just, you know, had a sudden pang of empathy. Whatever. Go. You know what, Matt? Because you're a white man, I think you should apologise to the world for Joseph Fritzl. Um, yeah. Because I'm yeah, big sure. on stereotypes and obviously it's your fault because you're letting him go out and do that stuff. I know. Yeah. So, so terrible of me. Yeah. 
I can't believe I let him do all that stuff. I'm glad one of you is admitting it. Even, even though he was born... In Austria. Before, ...long before I was. It doesn't matter. he did matter. most of that stuff before it I d- was. That's never mattered before, Matt, so... Why yeah. is it going to matter now? True. Because there was a guy. He was of a brown complexion similar to mine. Mm. He's basically a big shit. Really? He did very bad things this week, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. And people got hurt because of it. Mm. Three people were killed. I don't include him in, like, the four. Because people have oh, been yeah. saying four people have been killed, and it includes him. He's the one that did it. Don't give a fuck. Three people have been killed. And because he's brown, I think... Well, people think that all brown people or people of the same religion, perhaps. I don't know if this is weird to you. It should take responsibility. Yeah, well, it's only racists that think that. Mm, true, true, true. True, so. Far right. And Donald Trump. Oh, he is the far right. <laughs> that was our way of saying, um, yeah, no, he's a shit. And, uh, you know, feelings and all that go out to people. And all that. I don't do sentiment very well, do I? No. I came about talking about that through Joseph Fritzl. That's quite a connection. I went through it for the stereotypes. It's like a few years ago. No, when um, the France thing happened in France, wasn't it Rupert Murdoch that said all Muslims, ha- all Muslims have to come out and take responsibility and stop this from happening? Yeah. That was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. And the responses were even funnier. Yeah. I'm sorry, but if all Muslims... All- all Muslims wanted people dead, you'd all be dead. Yeah. That's a simple fact. Yeah. As Christians, like, you don't really monitor what other Christians do. So it's a bit harsh to expect Muslims to monitor what other Muslims are doing. Yeah, I, I find it funny because they're like, oh, it's a small community. It's, like, it's actually a fucking big community and we don't all know each other. That's yeah. racist of you for thinking that. Yeah. Well, I guess it's just that the Muslims time though, isn't it? Yeah. To get bashed by everyone. It was the Irish not so long ago. Yeah, Irish, Jewish. Uh, hey, Christians have done a lot of fucked up shit over the years as well. Let's not forget about that. But, so, it, basically, it's not about religion. It's just people in general are fucked up. Yeah. Some people are more fucked up than others. Yeah. I mean, I hear people say, oh, it, it, these kind of things are not about religion, but... I mean, I think it's quite right to say that, because clearly it is a little bit about religion. No, no it's about the but person. But it's about the it's interpretation not... of religion. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And it's not like all the people in the religion immediately latch on to whatever this certain person is thinking. Yeah. So it's stupid yeah. to say that. Like Joseph Fritzl, he liked to have sex. Does it mean that every person that likes to have sex is going to go to the lengths that Joseph Fritzl has gone to? And he also likes power. Basically, Joseph Fritzl was Donald Trump, isn't he? Um, Donald Trump is iffy about the way he is with his daughter. <laughs> um, slightly different from locking her in a dungeon. I know, locking her in the White House. Having children. He, she's being locked in the White House. and being <laughs> that, that, She's allowed to do whatever she wants. Did you see the picture of her and Angela Merkel? No, sitting side by side. No. Ivanka Trump doesn't have security clearance for any of this. She doesn't have any official role in the White House. She's not qualified for any of this, but they were having a meeting together. Well, there was a massive meeting. They were sat together. She's a glorified designer that puts her name onto other people's products. Mm. Yet she's a privy to all those meetings. Yeah, but that's just like meeting world leaders. It's not no, 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 it was like an official... Kind. It's official yeah. meeting with people there... And then I saw a picture going around saying, oh, if this is Chelsea Clinton, people would be going insane. 
which I agreed with. And then I looked up Chelsea Clinton. She's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. She's gone to like five different universities all around the world. She's got a degree in international relations. So she's already more qualified than the Trump daughter to be in those meetings. And now she actually works full time for a charity. Yeah. She's that's actually pretty impressive. For a girl that grew up in the spotlight and could have been so fucked up. Especially with Bill as your dad. <laughs> yeah. Rowdy, rowdy Bill. <laughs> okay, this isn't the Chelsea Clinton loving, but I now do follow her on Twitter. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. I have a little bit of a girl crush. I'm so, oh, wow, that's amazing. That's aspirational. I'd True. rather be following her than Ivanka Trump because I've seen some of her fans. They're very vicious. Yeah. I don't understand how she has fans, but they're very vicious. Well, it's just because she's Trump's daughter, isn't it? I know, but she hasn't done anything. No, I, I don't even know. I don't know if she's, like, a designer. But... No, basically, I think she's one of those, like, you know, Paris Hilton-type, Nicole Richie-type <laughs> designers. No, basically, they yeah. make a deal with a big brand or a manufacturing company. They just put their name on it. I'm pretty sure that's the kind of designer they are. And now, like, a lot of people... Well, a lot of American big retail stores aren't stocking her items. Yeah. How the hell? We've talked about so many subjects in the past 12 minutes. I know. We're so talented, aren't we? We really are. I really feel like we should get paid money and we could be proper pundits about life. Let's have our own Friday night show where we actually get paid money on the TV and we just discuss the week. I think if we were pundits about life, I think there'd be a lot of people wanting to end theirs, if I'm being (laughs) honest. <laughs> if we're experts in life, <laughs> that's not Dude, untrue. That's what the world's coming to. That's the, that's how we know shit's going down. Yeah. After almost ninety episodes, I forgot to remove my alarm—not my alarm, my clock—because it makes a loud ticking noise when we're doing this. Yeah. And I've only just realised, <laughs> so it's going to sound a bit weird at the well for the first ten minutes of this show. I know. I can hear it, to be honest. So. Yeah, but the mic can pick it up. Ah. You can't hear anything. We've already discovered this. You're really useless. I hate bloody Mike. Can hear everything that he can. I know, such a twat. And he records it and blackmails you with it. Yeah, Only that's me. me in particular. Yeah. Anyway, I think we should do the, um, you know... A little bit of jazz. Is it jazz? I don't think it's I jazz. Think it sounds like jazz. It doesn't sound like jazz. It does a little bit. It's the intro music. It doesn't sound like jazz. It should do. Okay, I want well, a bit of saxophone li- in there. Yeah, well, listeners can make up their mind because we're going to play it right now. Okay, yeah. so if you think it's jazz, then tweet us or Facebook us or email us or Instagram us, but don't do Instagram because we don't have an Instagram account. Or if you think it should be jazz, tell us it should be jazz. If you think it should be jazz, like, submit some music proposals and we'll use it. We're not musicians. Careless Whisper, George Michael. Okay, Matt. I'm um, full of ideas today. Yeah, Matt, when you you figure out how to compose music, you can so deal with the intro music. (laughs) Because we have been doing this almost two years, so maybe we could do an update. But also, can't be fucked. True, true. Almost 100 episodes, Matt. Well, almost 90. We're closer to 90 than 100, really. Wow. 
just keep on rolling on, don't we? How the hell did we get this far? I've got no clue. I was about to swear then, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, wait. We approach almost 90 episodes and you decide, oh, no, we shouldn't swear in this podcast. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, hire the tone here, you know. I think the damage has already been done because, like I said, almost 90 episodes. True, true. The damage has long been done. And also, considering we are talking about Joseph Fritzl earlier. Joseph Fritzl and comparing him and somehow linked it to a terrorist attack and then compared Joseph Fritzl to Donald Trump and then talked about how I love, I'm in love with Chelsea Clinton. Yeah, fun times. Yeah. What anyway. an inspired podcast we have here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know how... Yeah, I can't figure out a segue to this. Have you ever seen in a field a, a spring? <laughs> and have you seen three of them? <laughs> Okay, we started off the podcast talking about my hay fever. Do you really think I go to fields that often? Good point. (laughs) Like, I can't handle it because my bedroom is above the garden and I needed the window open because it was a bit hot. Mm. We could have a Brad Pitt connection here. Okay, go for it. Two of the people involved in this podcast, not this podcast, in the episode of this podcast, went to the school that Brad Pitt went to. Oh, did they? Yeah. And uh, it's got a rather kickapoo. Or if you do actually look at the title of the school, it does literally look look like kickapoo. Oh my god, it is kickapoo! I forgot. I yeah, I didn't realise. So, as someone, I rather uh, it's Native American like kickapoo chiefs. Yeah, I didn't know Brad Pitt was Native American. <laughs> well, you do. He now. kept that well hidden. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, Hollywood is ruled by the white man. Somehow he became the white man. Yeah. Plastic surgery is my bet. Uh, who else went to this school? Do you think Lana thinks of him differently now? She knows he's a Native American. Mate, you know she doesn't listen to this. We've got to tell her, though. I'm she's not going to tell illusion. her jack shit. If she can't take time to listen to this podcast, then she will live in ignorance. I know, because she's got so much to learn listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. No one else of importance in my life or any... Well, not my life. I mean, Brad Pitt isn't important to my life either. No. But no one else I've actually heard of went to this school. Yeah. Some some kid from High School Musical 3 went to this school. Do you know who else went to Kickapoo? Who else went to Kickapoo, Matt? Susie Streeter and huh. Stacey McCall. Ah, and I know who they are because you've actually picked one that's actually kind of famous. So I didn't even really need to research. Didn't you? Well, I, I had to. Well, I've got I've got the dates and stuff, but um, yeah, I already knew about this one. Cool, you you can lead this one then. I don't really want to lead it. I, I haven't I haven't got loads, so you might. Have I to. haven't got loads. I've di- what you want me to do it from memory? Go on, man. <laughs> Fuck's sake, where's I'll open something. <laughs> <laughs> I need the dates. Okay, so Susie Streeter, who talked about, and Stephen Steve Stacey McCall. On the 7th of June, 1992, they had just graduated college, not college, high school, secondary school, which comes after primary school. Fuck off. (laughs) They they had just graduated high school and they'd gone to some parties, but they weren't feeling it. So they went back to Susie Streeter's home Mm -hmm. at some point. The mother arrived, Susie's mother arrived, and her name was Cheryl Levitt. Levitt. I thought she was already there. I thought she came after... I I know she came back sometime after 11.15, because I think she was speaking to a friend at 11.15. 
Oh. This is why. Why are you making me do it from memory? Oh, I'll do the beginning bit then. And probably the middle and end. I think she arrived after them. All I know is that it was after 11.15. And at some time between 2am and 8am, all three disappeared. Mm. Some of Susie's and Stacey's friends from the night before came over. And they found the house abandoned. The door was open, but the porch light... The, the covering of the porch light had been broken. Yeah. They came in, they looked around. It was a bit odd. The girls weren't there, but their purse and their purses and clothes and jewellery and stuff was there. So they must have just thought, oh, they've gone out, even though they'd left their purse, keys, clothes, everything. And they actually tidied up a bit. They tidied up the porch, I think. Yeah. So they cleaned up the porch. And eventually, Stacy's mum showed up and she thought something was iffy and... Ah, no, I lift out one bit. Um, When the friends were over, a man had phoned up and left a message containing lewd language. Mm -hmm. And that was their part of their chapter of the story. Stacey's mum came over eventually, but didn't find her there. And she thought it seemed a bit iffy and decided to call the police. But in the process of calling the police, she deleted the message. How much of that did I get right and how much did I miss out, Matt? Well, what I had was that they'd gone to this party, but there wasn't room for them to stay because this friend had people staying over. So they went back. Who did you say came at 11.15? I I know that Cheryl had like a phone call from someone or she was talking to someone at 11.15. Well, I I had it that she was already at home and that she'd been working up. um, They'd only just moved in. So they were. Uh, she was fixing up the house. Okay. She was well, maybe out. I'm wrong because, like I said, I'm trying just trying to remember things I've read over the years. Um, yeah. So basically, uh, Susie and Stacey had promised the, this friend that they would call the next morning, and they hadn't phoned the next morning. So this friend went over, and it was pretty much as you described. This friend went with her boyfriend, who kind of swept the the light thing up the globe which is like polite okay let's forget about the tampering with the crime scene because they didn't know it was a crime scene but if i went over to someone's house and saw they left it in a mess i wouldn't tidy up actually i have done that because it was too much a mess and i needed it tidy if i was going to hang out there i I see i kind of defend them here because all three cars were there there's three cars one belonging to cheryl one belonging to stacy and one belonging to Susie. so you you're gonna assume that they're at home globe could have just fallen off anyhow i guess could have just fallen off yeah so you're just sweeping it up just just being friendly i don't think that's too controversial yeah they didn't know it was a crime scene so i think it's quite innocent and quite nice that they did that yeah because some people in the comment section i've watched video on youtube just saying oh what are they doing that for which seems a bit harsh. Yeah, exactly. I don't walk around expecting to walk into a crime scene. Yeah. But if I see something on the floor, I'm going to pick it up. Also, um, when they got in, like, she didn't notice some of those things. Like, she noticed that beds had been slept in. And she, uh, they saw that they definitely... Was this the friends or the mother? This is the friend. This is the friend. Uh, Janelle, I think she was called or something like that. She's the one that had held the party the night before and uh, was going to go to the water park with them that day as well, I think. Yeah, uh, she realised that. They'd say they definitely stayed the night because the makeup had been taken off there and definitely been there for a little bit by the sounds of it. Um, but they'd left, like, the cigarettes. Apparently, uh, Susie and Cheryl 
were both chain smokers. So they thought that was odd, but... Wait a minute. Susie's like 17 years old. Why is she chain smoking with her mother? Maybe this do, that age. No, not with your mum. Why is her mum okay with it? I don't know. You don't ask me about that. No, that makes me iffy about their background, okay? <laughs> From what I understand, they thought it was odd, but at that point, you don't know what's happened. It's just slightly odd. You don't know who they've been kidnapped at that stage, do you? So they just remember thinking something was slightly weird. And they said that phone call happened. This guy on the phone didn't identify himself, so it was just like a strange phone call. So we don't know whether it was like a prank call or whether it was something a bit more dangerous. Yeah, because you'd assume, again, people would normally assume that it might just be a prank call or it's wishful thinking. Yeah. I'd probably assume it's a prank call if I got a phone like that, a phone call like that. Yeah, it's, I like, from what I know, it's just slightly lewd. It's like innuendo. So, see, I don't know what exactly was said, so you don't know whether it's dangerous or not, really, do, do you? Uh, I mean, because we use innuendos all the time. But in that situation, it doesn't look like there's been any fourth century or anything or a struggle or anything like that. But it w- it had given them, like, an odd feeling. Yeah. They thought it was a bit iffy. So once you got that message coming through the answer phone, uh, wouldn't it just ramp up this feeling that you have even more? Wouldn't you pay more attention, be more vigilant? Um, Write down what is said. Yeah. I don't think that would be something you forget, if, especially on a day like that. There are some, like, odd things about it that you think maybe you'd pay a bit more attention. But again, if you... I think some people find it hard to believe that, you know, you're going to go into a house and that someone's been kidnapped. First of all, I wouldn't just walk into their house. But then again, we don't know the type of place this is. I think they found the door open, so they thought, you know, might as well go in and see if, if anyone's there. Fair enough. Could also see if you hadn't heard from them, try and find out where they are, at least. Yeah, fair enough. Or well, they could have just gone to the water park, because that's, that's where they said they'd be. Even though all the cars were there. Yeah. And the mother then, later on, because uh, she was wedding shopping at the time, and because she didn't know they'd gone back to uh, Susie's house. She thought they were at this friend's house, I think Janelle's house. So she'd phoned up there, obviously found out that Stacey wasn't there. She was a bit annoyed with her daughter at this point because she hadn't r- rang to tell her that. But at this point, she, she doesn't know anything's gone wrong. So she just thinks she'll see her daughter later. So she gets back to the wedding shopping. But she did later decide to go round to the house because um, how recently they moved in, Stacey's mum didn't have, like, a, a phone number for the house. Wait, she didn't have a phone number for the house, but someone left a message on the answer phone? No, so Stacey's mum didn't have a phone for the house. Oh, right, yeah. And so okay, she's been trying yeah. to get in contact, but she doesn't have a phone number for that, for that house. So. Okay, I thought you meant she didn't have a phone in that house. And no. I'm just like, no, we had the answer phone message. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. Carry on. So Stacey's mum then decides to go round the house and she was also struck by the odd things. She noticed that the clothes were still there and that Stacey's clothes in particular were like ne- neatly folded on the floor and stuff like that, which she thought was a little bit odd. All three of the women's purses were just lined up together on the floor. I don't know whether that's weird or not, to be honest. People have their different habits. Yeah. 
But then she knows her daughter. She knows, oh, no, she usually shoves it under the bed or something. Yeah. Or hangs it up. Yeah. She realised the TV was fuzzy as well. I don't know. It can give you, like, a slightly odd... Feeling. Yeah, like white noise. Yeah. Um, particularly if no one's in the house. Like, why would you leave the TV on and stuff like that? I, mean, I know some... To make it sound like people are still in the house so people don't try and rob you. Yeah. She was also the one that played the message on the answer phone, which was from a man. But she said, like, it was strange, but she said it didn't... She didn't really hear much of it, or she can't remember much of it. Which... I'm sorry, but if she remembers, like, bags being lined up on the floor, a TV being fuzzy, you should remember an odd answer phone message. At this point, she's, I think she's really worried about her daughter. I think she's just listening out to for things about where she is, she might be. So I can see how she might not. If you're listening out for things about your daughter, you're not going to hear if it's not involved with that necessarily. Uh, unfortunately, we don't know whether this uh, message was important or not. But the police think it's important. They think it no, might have no. been a lead. But also, the police do clutch at straws. I know. From what I read, the police said, said they don't know whether it's important or not. It's the point, problem is they've got no way of knowing now. So True, but this was 1992. Wasn't there phone records that shows that phone calls going to the house? I heard someone say that phone records only tell you a certain amount. So Well, then they're useless. Come on, NSA, if you spend all your time spying on normal people, make phone records better. Yeah. People haven't go at the mother here, but I was like, you know, she's just wanting to know where her daughter is. Like, people saying, oh, why is she listening to people's messages? But you're trying to find out where they are, you know. You might hope the messages might tell you something, so don't necessarily blame her for that. I think it's easy for people to blame in hindsight. Yeah, it's easy for armchair critics to kind of go, oh, why'd she do that? But I can, I think I can understand it in a way, so. If you're panicked, I mean, you're not exactly thinking clearly. Yeah. You're, you're doing what you think. Well, you're not even thinking about what you're doing. You're just yeah. doing things. You're being. Yeah, I, I think I think that's why she can't, she can't remember what the guy was saying on the message because her mind's elsewhere. So at this point, she decides to phone the police. And what was interesting is the police seem to instantly see it as a missing person inquiry. I always thought there was meant to be a certain amount of hours. By the time that she had discovered this, it was 16 hours. But yeah, because they're adults, all three of them were adults. I think it should be at least like two, three days or something. It's only that quick if it's a kid. Oh, the only thing, America's got weird laws about age though sometimes, hasn't it? Yeah, no, so if it's a kid, it's, like, immediate. Yeah. And they do the amber a lot and stuff. But if it's an adult, I think you have to give it at least a couple of days. Yeah, maybe it's 18 over there some places, isn't it? How old were the girls? I think one of them was 17, one of them was 18, right? Yeah. So 17, maybe? Well, no, were they both both the same age? No, I think one was a year older than the other. Yeah, but they were both graduating, weren't they? Yeah, I know, but you can still be in the same year and be a year older. Could have been held back or they could have had an awkward birthday, yeah, like the September kids. Okay, Susan, oh no, Susan Streeter was 19, Stacey McCall was 18. Oh, so neither of them were children. No, clearly not. So, yeah, I, I just found that weird because, like, I know, I know I'm going from TV a lot, but they always say, like, 24 hours or something. I'm pretty like sure, for, well, I say I'm pretty sure, I don't live there, but I, I, I thought it was two days, 48 hours for adults and, like, immediately for kids. 
And even the immediately for kids, that's a new thing. Yeah. Well, I guess treating it a missing person's case is different to actually making it officially a missing person case. True, true. Because I think it's quite late by the time she phoned as well. So uh, they asked her to go in to the police station the next day. So I suppose they weren't getting too hot under the collar just yet. But what's weird, apparently, Stacey's mother said the policeman asked her to find their dental records she immediately was, yeah. that's she was like that worried her quite a lot when she heard and the it. police get the dental records not the pay the people i guess so what do you mean you guess so do you know where i work the police get yeah. the dental records i don't know uh, yeah but i don't know where it's different in america or what the police should get the dental records because yeah. there's paperwork i don't know maybe he asked them to find it because at that point they can't actually have it as a missing persons inquiry so it's just easier for her to get them i don't know i think yeah, it's a bit weird you don't ask the mother of a missing girl for the dental yeah. records you go straight to the source seems to be a bit premature as well because that's point... premature and unprofessional yeah because she's worried but you still don't know that anything's actually happened to them at that point exactly and you don't want to put that in the mind of a missing person's uh, mother yeah because this woman i read comments from her last year 2016 about how she's still even if it's a one in a hundred percent chance that her daughter's alive 100%, one in a hundred chance that her daughter's alive, she's going to go with that one. Yeah. Because she just wants to see her child again. Yeah, she did say at the moment she still believes she's alive just because there's, there's no body. And, um, yeah, you whatever. have to have hope. I mean, they could be. I think there's a re- you know reasonable chance they may be, possibly. I think if it was one of them that went missing, maybe there's still a chance that they're alive. Yeah. But three, I find it hard to believe all three would be alive. Yeah. I mean, even if he did want to keep one of them alive, I don't think I don't think all three of them would be alive. Yeah. Good point, actually. To be perfectly honest, I don't think any of them are actually alive. But yeah, there's yeah. no way all three of them are going to be alive. Yeah. Unless they all just went off together voluntarily, which we don't believe. Yeah, you'd think they'd find some way of letting people know. Also, I, I was hearing one of them, I think one of the daughters, is it either Stacey or... Um, Susie. Susie. One of them had um, a promising career ahead of them or something like that, or they had something promising going for them, so she didn't really have much reason to move, so... I also think because, you know, it got publicised a lot. Yeah. So you find a way hard. of you know, being found. It eventually became clear, obviously, that these three women had gone missing and they've never been seen or heard from. Actually, well, no, one, there was possible sighting that came to the, the police's knowledge at some point, I think, afterwards. Oh, really? Yeah, I think Susie was seen driving a van. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I knew about that one. Yeah, I'm not sure what when that was exactly, but I heard... I, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be the morning after, right? Morning after, ah, and it was, but it wasn't on her street. It was on a different street. Yeah, it's different. It's about a mile away. And apparently, somehow they heard from the witness heard from the car a man shouting at her, "Don't try anything stupid," or something along those lines. Yeah, I'm was, paraphrasing now. Yeah, it was, don't do anything stupid. Just back up. The most cliched thing. And get us out. Kidnapper says. Yeah. And how the hell could the witness have heard it that clearly? Unless the car was just stationary. And if it was stationary, she should have seen more. Also, I mean, if you're saying that, it's kind of drawing attention to yourself. Exactly. You'd surely try and whisper it or something if you're going to... Yeah, clearly, because the wit- that's the only thing the witness had. Yeah. 
the police and the uh, Stacey's mother seem to believe it's quite credible, though. Yeah, I can see it happening. But um, still, I don't see the... I don't like the bit about him shouting. Yeah. I mean, I understand it happening because, to be honest, to get all three of them away, I think it was more than one person. Yeah, exactly. That's what And it must have... Some of it, they must have been manipulating the girls because there was no struggle, so it's not like they were taken by force. They must yeah. have threatened them somehow. And they do that, well, I say they do that a lot, but um, I'm going by fiction. But they get the victims to drive, so it looks less suspicious. Yeah. And also, if we believe this true, it means Susie must have been at least alive. So, And I, I'm sure I heard something about someone hearing that they've got to get rid of the other two or something like that. I'm not sure where I heard that, though. I'm sorry, if you heard all this, right, you go straight to 911. You don't wait. No, she might not have heard that bit. Oh, that might have been from somewhere else. Okay. But um, this person said they didn't go to the police at the time because they didn't, they didn't know about the uh, three missing women. Oh, uh, that's okay then. But you knew something was wrong and this girl was getting threatened. I don't know. Is it saying don't do anything stupid? I'm sorry, but no, no. She said in the statement that Susie looked distressed and she heard someone shouting don't do anything stupid to her. If you were that mm. person, that witness, what would you think was happening? Something's happening. Yeah, true, I guess. And Springfield, it's supposed to be like a small place, right? Yeah. So people should know each other. It's not like London, where you just don't make eye contact to anyone, no matter <laughs> what's going on. Yeah, that, I suppose that is a little bit weird. This came to light a good, like, couple of weeks after as well, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was only apparently after she saw a picture of Susie on one of the missing people's kind of signs. I just think it's weird. Witnesses are probably the most unreliable things. Well, that's a good point, actually, because the police was actually saying that the amount of people who apparently saw this van and the amount of different colours it's supposed to have been. Because, like, this woman said it was, like, a celery kind of coloured, like, silver, greeny coloured. But then some other guy said it was brown coloured and then other people have said it was silver, it was white, it was goodness knows how many colours. Yeah. So I'm not sure how reliable. People just latch onto like one thing, one descriptive feature. Like remember when Maddie McCann went missing? How many sightings have there were her? Yeah. Like not just in Portugal, all over the world. Yeah. And most of them probably were nothing. I don't know how many credible ones there actually were. Yeah, I mean the police like to try and get information they even like literally brought the same type of van and painted it the colour that this woman saw it was but it's it still didn't help them much and I think they just said they just got so much contradicting information they couldn't really go that far with that kind of lead so mm. I think they tried tracing the van as well or something like that which but, must have been difficult if they didn't know the model and the well they need the model number they need a model. Oh, okay. I don't, I'm not sure they knew. But they didn't know the actual colour and they didn't know the licence plate number. Not really, I don't think. And this could be quite a common car, you don't know. Yeah, it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack, really. Yeah, pretty much. I think we're nearly on to suspects. I think we are on to suspects. Pretty much. Yeah, so there was one early suspect, but he quickly got ruled out and that was Cheryl's son and obviously Susie's brother, Bart. At the time. Bart with two T's. Yeah. And can I just say, he's called Bart and they live in Springfield. <laughs> True, good point. He had a drinking problem at the time and he was actually estranged from both Cheryl and Susie at that point. He'd always had like, a difficult relationship with Cheryl and he'd fallen out with Susie recently, who uh, had been living with him at the time, but she decides to move back in with her mum after this. Wait, 
Okay, this makes me iffy about Susie and her mum's relationship. Why? Well, because of the chain smoking with your daughter, and why would your teenage daughter, who's still in high school, choose to live with her alcoholic brother over you? Yeah, I suppose. Hmm. I think they're just a little bit rebellious, though, I think. But she's underage. She should be living with her mother, and if her mother wanted to, she could do something about it. I don't know, if she's 18 at that point, or 19, which one was she? Yeah, she's I a guess. little bit, she's she's going to start wanting her, her independence, isn't she? Hmm. I just think it's a bit iffy. Mm, I don't know. And her brother somehow ended up as an alcoholic. I think it's a bit iffy. Well, it run, runs in the family, apparently. Quite a lot of Cheryl's family were alcoholics. Was Cheryl an alcoholic? No, but like a lot of the uh, men she was with, like relationship-wise, also had drink problems. Okay, so again, iffy, iffy background. Mm-hmm. Abusive alcoholics in the household. Yeah, I noticed like Cheryl had a different surname to Stacy, so whether she'd been married again or something like that. So now how many times she's been married, so... But Susie had the same surname as her brother, so yeah. it might just be Cheryl kept her maiden name. Maybe, yeah. And they're named after their father. Yeah, possibly. But yeah, so they, she might have been married a couple of times, we don't know. Which is weird why we don't know that, because in the area it's quite a big thing that happened. Yeah. And if, I don't know what the media was like in 1992, but I'm pretty sure it's not that different now. Yeah. And they uncover everything about a victim. Yeah. So it's weird that they didn't do that with these people. Yeah. Well, it didn't matter too much anyway, because he passed a polygraph test and turned out he just got drunk that night and ended up falling asleep on his couch. So Wait, so is that according to the polygraph test or was that corroborated? It was corroborated. Okay, good. Because polygraph tests aren't exactly the greatest indicators. No, probably not. They can be manipulated. No, but he, he was ruled out quite early. I think he felt quite a lot of regret about the fact that he didn't make up with his mum and sister before it all happened. So moving on to the next suspect. That was Dustin. Forgotten what his surname was. Right. Reckler, Reckler, Rixler, something like that. I'll let you do the silly name. Reckler, R-E-C-L-A. I've opened up a... <laughs> I'm, I'm doing... I'm reading this now. I stopped doing it from memory a long time ago. Dustin Reckler. Yeah, Dustin Reckler. Uh, he actually turned out to be Susie's ex-boyfriend, and he'd been her boyfriend at a time when he apparently vandalised the cemetery. Not just vandalising the cemetery. <laughs> Grave <laughs> robbing. Yeah, <laughs> they left skulls in a tree, and they even stole gold teeth from the skulls and attempted to sell them at a pawn shop. Which you can only get away at the most dodgiest pawn shops. Yeah, well, I think they were successful as well, because um, this guy had their identity card, and that's how they found out about Dustin. Okay. Susie's testimony as well, I think, was very useful in getting Dustin charged as well. So it's possible he may have held a bit of a grudge. But he was also friends with Michael Clay, uh, who was involved with the grave robbing and all that stuff. He also apparently in a police statement or in an interview with a police officer said he wished those bitches were dead. You don't say that when you're being questioned for the kidnapping murder. His reason for saying this was that he didn't like the investigator and he was just trying to annoy him or something. I don't know. Oh, that's great. He seems like an intelligent boy. Do you know if these two are the same age as Susie and Stacey? I've got no idea, actually. I, I I kind of feel they would be, but I'm not actually totally sure. They could be older. But I've uh, got no idea. But it's one interesting thing about Michael Clay, apparently. And, and in um, the video I watched, a policeman went round to his house. 
one day and apparently while he was out he managed to get into the house by uh, he's let in by michael clay's sister there had been like a load of weird ritualistic paraphernalia mm, which yeah. like, i think it's essentially like satanic stuff i think is what they're trying to get at um, but then when the policeman went round the next day, all that stuff had disappeared. You usually tidy up when people are coming over there. Could be innocent. If it's ritualistic. Yeah, but if you think about all the shit I've got in my room, they're like memorabilia and stuff. People, If people came into it, they'd think I'd be up to dodgy shit, but I can't really can't be asked to do anything. <laughs> I'm not going to do any rituals. I'm not going to do any sacrifices. I yeah. can't be bothered. When someone's just been kidnapped, though. Uh, true. I, I suppose one of the more sensa- sensationist claims is that this could be some cult thing, but I'm not sure that's really that believable, to be honest. I don't think it is. The only thing that I think makes sense with cult-wise is that there's more than one person involved in this. But true. That's a long, it's still a long jump. I think it's got to be someone who maybe possibly knew the neighbourhood. I'm pretty sure that it must be some sort of a local. I don't think it's like a drifter going through town. Yeah. Or an opportunist. I I think it was planned and premeditated. I don't know about planned necessarily as such. Not directly on that night, because I think they say about one of the other suspects, because they made a last-minute change about where they were going to stay. So I I just think it was someone who maybe watched the house a lot. Well, I was thinking of Cheryl. Maybe someone was after Cheryl and the girls were home ah, yeah. unexpectedly and that might have just ruined their plan. Depends on who's targeted, I think. True. And that, that's what there's some debate about, I think. Or because they recently moved into the house, maybe it was someone that was after the previous tenants. Yeah, possibly. And then realised he'd got the wrong people. And then killed them. Which I suppose you could do, because yeah. I don't think they're going to take too kindly to being kidnapped. No, you can't just let them go after they've, if they've seen your face. Yeah. And even if they haven't, they might have seen other things about you that could make you recognisable to the police. Yeah. So basically, when you kidnap someone, you should actually just kill them. Yeah. <laughs> to be, if you're really hoping to cover it up and you don't want to get sent to prison, I'm giving advice to kidnappers. Yeah. But in... If you were going to do it, you probably should kill the victims after, just to be on the safe side. Yeah. Anyway, these two, they never end up getting charged for... Well, they got charged for, like, the the grave robbery and stuff like that, but um, I think they got probation. They had alibis, apparently, or not concrete alibis, the police said, but they apparently both at a rock concert, which can neither really prove true or false, so... And the ticket stubs, yeah. I mean, don't they check, um, 1992, I wouldn't know, actually, because yeah. now they scan when you're going in, Yeah, your tickets. I mean, I don't know what the protocol would have been in 1992. Yeah. Um, I don't know, tickets can be quite easily, kind of, just get someone else's tickets. Yeah. And it's not like you can trust the witnesses at a rock concert. Yeah. you it's... don't know what mentality they're going to be of that night. And I don't know what CCTV is like in the area. But it's 1992, even if nowadays it's prevalent, yeah. it, might, it probably wouldn't have been back then. Yeah, I was just going what the policeman said. They said you can neither really corroborate it or not, so I can not really do much for them. But um, they've never ruled out as suspects as such, or people of interest, they call them. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think there's more plausible theories than these two. I think Stacey's mum was saying like, they could understand like the kidnap, and then you let them go a few weeks yeah, later. Yeah, to frighten them. Yeah, just to frighten them, but... Going all the whole hog and murdering them, that's a bit extreme, I think. Personally. Yeah, they seem like teen boys that have gotten into trouble, but that's it. Teenage boys get into trouble all the time. It's bad, 
but yeah. it happens. And just because they have done one criminal activity doesn't mean them they're capable of doing another. Because grave robbing or because they are stupid, immature kids, they'll think it's not affecting anybody. Yeah. Because these people are just dead. But that's not on the same level as kidnap and murder. It just because, like, I was capable of, you know, stealing those pick and mix from Woolworths as I'm walking through. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm capable of, like, planning a bank heist. I bet you are. I'm probably capable of planning it, but actually doing it. <laughs> Come on now. Can <laughs> I be bothered? No. That's the most, so much effort, isn't it, really? It is. Being a criminal is hard. Yeah. Maybe we should actually respect them more because they actually had the balls and the energy to do it. True. Well, not murderers or, like, you know, kidnappers, no, obviously. No. Yeah. Obviously. Anywho. Obviously. Suggest that anyway. Yeah. So we move on to the second suspect. And in Third this... suspect, technically. Fourth Third. suspect. Fourth sub- yeah, yeah, suspect, yeah. yeah. Well done, you can count. Uh, it took me a while to get to that and it took me a while to say suspect. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the next suspect is, for many people, the most convincing suspect, I think. And that is Robert Craig Cox, who had previous history, criminal history, quite a lengthy history, actually. How he was free uh, is quite, I think, controversial to some people. He's not free now, is he? No, how he was free at the point, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he'd been suspected of murder in Florida, and Sharon Zeller, I think it is. And uh, it's quite a a weird case. I think he just recently graduated to the military or something like that. And he was celebrating up in Florida, and he'd gone out for a night out, and he came back to his parents' motel with his tongue had been bitten. Bitten off? Not bitten off, but it had been bitten. Okay. And he claimed he managed to do this himself somehow, but the doctors apparently said there's no way he could have done that. And later on, Sharon Seller's body was found, and somehow they connected it to him. I'm not quite sure how, but it's, it's in... DNA? No, no, I think this is the 80s, it's not... Yeah, but if she had bitten him... Well, there was DNA evidence in the 80s. If she had bitten him, what if, like, some of his flesh was in between her teeth or something? Yeah, they had reason to suspect him. And it, it did go to court, and I think he may have got convicted the first time. But then it, it, there was an appeal, and I think it got thrown out. And then he couldn't the be retried. Yeah. So they'd gone to the Supreme Court, and they rejected it because they felt there was a lack of evidence. So that's how he turned out being free. But he'd also, I think he'd done a few other crimes after this. Anyway, he ends up in Springfield. At the time of the disappearance, he was working as an underground utilities officer, which some people believe, like, he'd have the uniform, so he'd be able to get into people's houses. But the flat of the light, that's what I always think about. It's, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's fourth century, but the light. Yeah, I still don't work out how that was done. Is it one of the women, like, trying what if one of them's been like carried out or something like that and they're trying to flail about that could work but usually if i think about a light being smashed i think it's maybe the killer because it's light it's dark out they don't want any of the neighbors seeing what's going on from what i heard from this video it was only the globe that smashed oh so the light was intact yeah the light still worked and was intact okay that could work so someone they trusted they let inside the house and the struggle as they're going out yeah and someone hits out yeah and hits the globe. That's what I, I was thinking. Because would you go deliberately smash something like that? Maybe only if it's a CCTV camera or if it's the actual light. 
Yeah. But yeah, the the actual just plastic bit, I wouldn't, or glass bit, I wouldn't bother with. Yeah. I don't know how it gets like that. It's weird why it ends up like that. Mm. But what's also uh, interesting about this guy was he actually worked as a mechanic at the same place where Stacy's dad worked. And Stacy would quite often go up to the, uh, you know, this place where her dad worked. And so he may well have encountered Stacy quite a few times. So some believe he may have been targeting Stacy and that he may have just been planning to kidnap her, but ended up having to kidnap all three of them. I don't know uh, how that works. Wouldn't you just kill them and leave them behind? Because it's harder to kidnap three people than it is one. Yeah. And it's here where they say the police don't believe it was a... a planned attack by this guy because the girls made this last minute change not to stay at their friend's house so they don't believe he like outright planned it so he there, there had to be a degree he may have been like following them and then decided to take them at Susie's house or something like that maybe because that's probably the best place to actually take it because it's an unplanned you know, excursion. No one else really knows about it. Yeah. Uh, it, there'd be a delay in people figuring out that they've been kidnapped. Well, she's been kidnapped. And he could have found out about their plans to stay at a friend's house from the father. Yeah. And then when he's following them and he sees, oh, they've left, that's him thinking, oh, that's the perfect opportunity. Yeah. Either that or he's got to have been watching the hat Susie's house for some time. He's going to do it at some point. And it just, but then it's Stacy that people are thinking that he's linked to. That's some theory, but whether it's true or not, I don't know. Mm, we'll never know because he said that he's only going to admit to stuff. He's basically admitted it, but the fact that he's basically admitted it without admitting it makes me think he didn't do it. It's, it's weird because he always says like enough to intrigue the police, but he never says anything to incriminate himself, so he can't tell whether he did it or not. Because he, he claims to know that they're dead, somehow. Yeah, and they're buried close to Springfield. Yeah. And that all will be revealed when his mum dies. Yeah. He also said he believes he did this, was experienced, and knew what they were doing. So is he talking about himself there? Because I think he, be, had... he got away with murder the first time. Also, so. I, I think he had experience of abduction, if I remember rightly, as well. I think he'd done this kind of thing before, if I remember rightly. I thought it was that the abduction and murder was of the same person. Possibly, but I think I think there might have been another case. I can't remember now. But he clearly had, he had experience of abduction. So it's... Great. Well, he's a convicted kidnapper, actually. Yeah. So he, he must have kidnapped someone before this Sharon. Yeah. I think, mean, you know, he's got the experience, but I just don't know. When you're, like, bragging about it like that, like, if you're bragging, surely you would want people to know you did it. The thing is, like... If you're in prison anyway, paper, what difference does it make? Yeah. On paper, looking at his history, it seems like he must be the guy, but because of his behaviour, I don't really believe it. Yeah. I, I don't buy that he did it. Yeah, some some people just, I think, believe he, he wants the attention. Yeah, because there's a lot of people like that. But usually that only happens when people have been sentenced to life. Yeah. And they can't get out anywhere. That's probably why he isn't openly admitting it. He's just saying little details because yeah. he doesn't want to actually get in trouble. But then he's a guy that's been in trouble with the law before, so he probably isn't that friendly with police. He doesn't like them. So he's making them maybe go on a wild goose chase. He, he do, um, I have heard a uh, video saying he does like to toy with people. He likes to toy with the police in particular. Basically, he's a psychopath. Uh, and I saw the video of him actually like talking and 
Right. And he's not outright like creepy, but he, he's really kind of there's a really like smug quality to him. Mm. He knows he knows what he's doing. Yeah, but then he also had an alibi, didn't he? First it was his girlfriend, and then it was the, his parents. Well, he did have an alibi at first. For three years, he had an alibi, which was his girlfriend. She told police that uh, he'd taken them to church her and her son, I think, to church. But three years later, after he'd moved on to Texas, which was uh, where he was arrested for aggravated robbery, she told the Springfield police that he told her to say that to the police. At, at that point, if I was a police officer in Springfield, I would have arrested the shit out of her. Because at some point, she's been lying to the police. Well, obviously, she, she did, but... She she claims not to have known about these three missing people. What for how? three years? Yeah, how how you don't find out about it? I do not know. But yeah, so I mean, the only defence is apparently this guy was very convincing, very charismatic. So he clearly convinced her. The best psychopaths are. It wasn't mm. Ted, but Ted Bundy was very charismatic as well. Yeah, and look at all the shit he did. Yeah, because uh, didn't he manage to convince people he wasn't? guilty at some point didn't yeah he managed to convince people who's a lawyer he represented himself and like the judge gave him props as well <laughs> saying that clearly you're like an evil psychopath that did this but i like you mate well yeah. he didn't say that but exactly. in in those words yeah but, um yeah he, he was very charismatic That's how he and so i think he was yeah, and he was uh, good-looking, wasn't he? Well, it's not for me to judge as such, but apparently... Well, uh, he's not my type of person, but that's because I also have the knowledge that he's a serial killer. Yeah. So I don't think I'm particularly the best judge. Maybe if I was alive in that time and I met him in a bar, I might fancy him. Uh, what I would say is he doesn't look like a typical serial killer. He's not like um, Peter Sutcliffe, the Yorkshire Ripper or something. Yeah, but he's not like, like that him. clown killer either. Hey. You know, that clown killer. What's his name? I've forgotten his name. You know, the big fat guy that dressed up as a clown for charity events and oh. he'd, like, kill yeah, young men and bury them after having sex with them and bury them in the cruel space of his house. Oh. What's his name? I've forgotten now. Oh, is it... Um, not Jason, is it? Or something like that. No. I know who you're talking about as well. Yeah, I know who I'm talking about as well, but it's really frustrating that I can't remember his name. Look it up on the internet. Clown killer. I don't think that's the actual name, though. Gary. Is it Gary something? Ah, that's, yeah, that that sounds a bit familiar. John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne, that's it. I watched the documentary on that. He's really fucking creepy. Yeah. I kind of regretted watching that one a little bit, actually. Yeah. The thing is, I always regret reading these things and watching these things, but it's also very interesting. Yeah. It's, oh, that anyway. Yeah, um, getting back to this guy. Well, actually, I think that's pretty much all there is. They, they do consider him a person of interest, but there's, They've there's got no, no evidence. evidence. Yeah. But fast forward 15 years after the murder. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you not know this bit? The hospital. Yes. Mr. Rick Norland. He was a mechanical engineer. So she was, he was contacted by a investigator or journalist. Journalist. Investigative journalist. They can be both. Um, yeah, <laughs> I suppose. This woman, apparently, uh, she'd heard from uh, some person had a dream or something like that, or some site. She got a lot of people who were, like, psychics and stuff like that, and people who had dreams saying, well, I know where they're buried. But she did set her. She heard a lot of people say the 
garage of this hospital is where these uh, three women were meant to be. Yeah, which uh, the timeline sort of fits because the garage was sort of completed the year after they disappeared. Yeah. So So they must have been working there and doing something anyway during that time, I'm guessing. Or they could have got killed later than their, you know, a while after they were kidnapped and buried there. So that could work. Yeah. Most people, I think, say it was under construction at the time. So it's possible because the police were trying to say, oh, you know, it was built a year after, so it can't be there. No, no, it was but, it was a work in progress. I mean, it's yeah. not like it happens overnight. Yeah. I don't like the police's attitude about this hospital, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's very weird. Getting back to this mechanical engineer, uh, he's a proper, like, expert as well. He's not one of these amateurs as well. He's not us. No. <laughs> he specialises in ground-penetrating radar, and he uh, he actually worked at Ground Zero trying to find, like, debris. So it's a proper mechanical engineer, not someone with a metal detector or something like that. Shit, I was hoping to become him. <laughs> he uh, he was using his machine or whatever it was. That sounds so <laughs> scientific. But this, this machine basically can detect changes in, like, the material of the ground and stuff like that. It doesn't, like, give you clear pictures of what's underneath. It gives you an idea of what's underneath. And this machine showed that there were three anomalies underneath this garage floor. Uh, he also went on to say that these are consistent with what you'd find in, like, a graveyard. But he couldn't confirm that they were 100% bodies without further investigation. Yeah, they don't give you, like, a picture of three corpses, so, unfortunately, you don't know what exactly is down there. And the police, apparently they've not got concrete evidence that there's three bodies down there. They won't dig up this hospital floor. And so you don't have to dig up the whole bloody floor. Yeah. You just have to dig up the area where the anomalies are, which is what I don't like. On, like, the blogs and, I think, YouTube videos, all the comments are, why aren't they digging up the floor? It can't be that difficult. It's one area of the building. I think this guy, um, Rick Norland, I think he even offered to pay for it or something. Someone yeah, offered he did. to pay for it to be dug up. Uh, that's why I'm thinking, because up until that point, it seems like, oh, it's just, it's a mysterious case and there are no leads. But when you've got the police that aren't investigating a lead about bodies from someone that is respected, I feel like the police are in on it or I feel suddenly distrustful of the police. Maybe they do have information about it. Maybe it's someone that's, you know, of importance and they're covering it up. Who knows? But I don't like the fact that they aren't investigating this thing. Yeah, I think it's fueling people who believe that there is some kind of like conspiracy kind of thing there that it's someone high up that they're trying to protect and yeah, it, it may, it may or may not be way. true what is convincing people that it might be is the fact that you're not doing anything about it you know exactly and you wouldn't even have to dig up just do some additional testing or something yeah. you don't have to dig up the whole area dig, dig up part of it yeah and he, someone else is offering to pay for it yeah i i heard some people on like the video underneath videos they're saying oh we could just go do this ourselves couldn't we well like, no because no. then we would have been tampering with a crime scene if there are bodies there but also i mean these hospitals have security as well true true so. we can't really <laughs> you'd have to go about it unless they of. sign off on it because i hear conflicting things about this i heard they had agreed to it but it's just the police digging their heels in or yeah i think i heard that i think thinking sideways did a podcast on this a while ago but i think they said something about that yeah so 
So I'm sorry, if the place is giving you consent, an expert is saying that they'll pay themselves to do it, why can't we just do it? Yeah. But then I guess the police, well, the hospital don't want to do anything without the police's permission. Yeah. I don't know. I just, okay, the police can say there's there's not like enough evidence that there's a corpse down there. Yeah, but after after 10 years of people saying, like, shouting corruption because of this, wouldn't you just do it just to shut everyone up, even if you aren't corrupt? Yeah. But then at this point, if they do it and they find there's bodies under there, how much face are they going to lose? Yeah. There's something strange about that, I think. Yeah, I find it really, really strange. Um, and that's the frustrating thing. Just You don't know whether they're underneath there or not because police won't pull their finger out there, so... It really does make me think it's some like high-level person in the government in that area or city official that they're trying to cover up. Yeah. What I can see is being maybe someone high up's like sun or something like that. Possibly, yeah, possibly. I can see it being that. It's just really weird. There's only other one, one other suspect that I possibly found, but oh. he's a bit sketchy. This guy. It's a guy called Gerald Carnahan, I think. I don't think I know of him. Um, I just re- read this briefly somewhere. He has a um, history of attempted kidnapping, so I don't, I don't know if he's been successful or not. I, t- I think attempted. Means he failed, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. That means he failed. If he failed the first time when he's kidnapping one person, I hardly think he's going to graduate to kill, uh, kidnapping three successfully and making sure they're never seen or heard of again. Exactly. He did raise suspicions, I think, for some people because he'd been long suspected of a murder and also the rape of a woman called Jackie Johns. This happened in. 1985. She was from a place called... I forgot where the place was. Doesn't matter. But it's it's nearby to Springfield. It wasn't exactly in Springfield, but he apparently uh, dumped her body in Lake Springfield. So he he was around the area at the time. But he didn't get convicted until, I think, the 2000s. Oh, really? Yeah, because at the time, I think the DNA evidence was a bit sketchy and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I guess. Um, and they keep samples to retest when the technology is better. Yeah, and this is exactly what happened. He got pulled over, I think, for speeding or something like that. And they took a test and it came positive or something like that. And so that's how they finally knew that he was involved in this case. So they believe he may have possibly, some people suspect that he may have been involved. Because he's got that kind of history, so... Mm. But, as you say, to go from, like, attempted kidnapping, like, failing to kidnap one But then again, he might have been successful and we haven't heard about it. Yeah, true. He could have disappeared those bodies. Yeah. I I think you said earlier, it's it's got to be more than one person. That's what I'm thinking, because I don't think it's Dustin and his friend, because I think they're just immature boys being boys. Mm. But the other ones don't ring true for me, because it has to be more than one person. Yeah. There's no way one person would have kidnapped three girls unless he, like, drugged them. Or hit them or something before and knock them out, but there's no signs of struggle in the house. Yeah. Going back to that Robert Craig Cox, I think someone somewhere suggested it's possible that he was involved in it somehow. Possibly, maybe, and that's why he hasn't openly admitted it, but he's saying, oh, they're definitely dead, they're buried, Someone, the person who did it was experienced. Yeah. So maybe, maybe he was involved, maybe he wasn't the main perpetrator. Yeah, I mean, they seem like kind of good friends as well, so I see it's hard as you convincing them to go against each other. I mean, maybe if you pressured them enough in the situation, they might do. What, you mean the murderers? Well, yeah, because you said apparently Susie... No, I mean um, the... Uh, um, the girls. The girls. Okay. Because 
I mean, we know uh, it's possible that Susie might have been still alive at some point while the other two were dead. I don't think they were killed in the house. Yeah. I think they must have lived long enough to be out of the house. The only other I think I can think of that possibly happened to them was that they were taken somewhere and just kept as slaves or something like that. Because you do hear those kind of cases. Yeah, yeah, you do. But usually it's not It's not more than one person. No. At a time. Maybe they might, the kidnapper might collect people as the years go on, but uh, kidnapping three people in one go, it's a bit... Mm, that's why yeah. I don't think they're actually still alive. I don't really think there's any chance they're alive. I think that's the only kind of circumstances in which they'd be still alive. So yeah. and it's not necessarily a nice existence if they are still no, alive. No, it's not. So like a lot of them might yeah. want to wish they're dead anyway. Yeah. It'd be great to like, wish they are alive and happy somewhere. but No, but it's... Yeah, it'd be great to wish they just decided, fuck it, this world is shit. I mean, yeah. in like 25 years, Donald Trump is going to be running the place. <laughs> I don't like him now. And they decide to disappear themselves. But I don't think they would have just walked out willingly. Yeah, like, I think on one blog I did see a comment saying, oh, maybe they're on witness protection. But, like, you'd find a way of telling your family, wouldn't you? I'm sorry, if you're on witness protection, get... that is part of a government... That's a government programme, right? Yeah. They wouldn't disappear you like that. Yeah. In a mass of controversy and with loads of police pressure. Yeah, also, like, I don't get how it'd be those three people as well can understand the mother and the daughter maybe but why why stacy as well and maybe she was involved in saw something who knows yeah i don't know it's but just... I don't, witness protection is just that's a shit idea i mean that's yeah. an optimistic idea for people that want to believe they're alive but it's not really a good theory i don't think yeah it must have been more than one person and the police have made me feel iffy about them. So I think it must be some involving someone in government or yeah. their little town. I don't know how big Springfield is. I don't know what type of town it is. Or someone of prominence in that area. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it, though, this one? It's really weird, this one. Why Why you choose to kill all three, though? Why, I don't, just why would they be after them, anyway? Is it some kind of, like, personal connection? Don't know. I wish we knew more about Susie and Cheryl's background, so... Yeah. Is it just, like, some kind of nutcase that's been stalking one of them? I think... That's what's so mysterious about this one. I don't know if we're ever really going to know unless, like, Robert Cox actually was involved and he does honour his promise to actually talk about it when his mum dies. Yeah. But I don't know, when's his mum going to die? He must be getting there now. Yeah. I'm sorry, but if his mum is a decent human being, she'd just tell him, you know what, doesn't matter if I'm dead or not, just don't admit it. Yeah. I, I, like you, Sarah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure he's got anything to do with it, to be honest. True. I just, just think he's peacock. I think, yeah, like I think he's just glory hunting. Yeah. That's why he's just teasing people, but he's not actually giving out any information. Yeah. You'd think he'd leave clues or something if it was really him and he really wants to just shove it into in the police's face. But he's not saying anything. He's li- literally not giving out any information. Yeah. He's not saying anything of substance. He's just saying, I know they're dead. He's not saying how. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm saying I know they're dead, but because I'm not optimistic. That doesn't mean that I killed them. Yeah. I mean, I think experience in generally tells you that they're probably dead. Well, not experience as such, but, like, experience of reading about these things. 
Yeah, it has been 25 years. Yeah. And if it was just maybe just one of them, I'd still believe that maybe the chances are they're dead. But three of them, I don't think they're going to be alive. Especially yeah. after, like, you know, it's publicised and stuff. Yeah. There's no way. Because yeah. more publicity... Like, I get my throwing publicity at a kidnapped person is good. It's because if civilians see them around, they might be able to help the police. But also, it puts the person in danger, the victim in danger... Because if I'm going to go around kidnapping people, I don't want a kid that's all over the TV in my back seat. I need to get rid of that kid. Yeah. Or put in a dungeon, apparently. <laughs> that's why I don't think Maddie McCann's still alive. I don't know. I mean, that's the only way I can see them being alive, though, if they are. Yeah, yeah, it's optimistic, but uh, in my personal opinion, I don't think they are. They yeah. might have lived a little while after they went missing, but I don't think it was for long a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah, on a sombre note. Yeah. This is quite depressing after our, you know, few weeks of biographies. Yeah. We did it for like a month. We were just talking about other people's lives and how they're inspirational. Yeah. Well, I hope either way someone finds out what Yeah, I hope they get closure because the thing is they're in limbo. I mean, they know that they're their loved one is gone. In their head, they probably think the most realistic thing is that they're dead, but they love the person and they want to believe they're alive, so they're going to go through that want rather than realism. They can't just shut the door on it. Yeah. They're thinking that the person is still out there. I think that's why the police's actions are so pig-headed as well. Yeah, it's... Oh, God, man. I just think there's something iffy with those police. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. We'll never find Well, we might not find out, so... No, not in our lifetime. They've yeah. been gone on our whole lifetimes, Matt. That's how long they've been missing. That's so close to what um, the mother said, um, like the documentary, Stacey's mother. She said they've yeah. now been gone longer than she had like, her daughter in her life. Yeah, I, I read what... a comment from her saying, in my head she's 18, when I see her she's 18, 18. And then I realised, this is from years ago, and then I realised she's actually 38, she's a grown woman. Yeah. I mean, you don't know if, if, if she is still alive. You don't know what she'd even look like these days. Well, 18, that's usually when all your features have already kicked in. Yeah. So I think you'd look pretty much the same. You just might look a bit more wrinkled or more, you know, more weight, mm. less weight. Depends what you've gone through, to be honest, doesn't it, I suppose? True. If she has been kept alive, I'm assuming it was indoors, no sun, so her skin tone would be different. Yeah. She'd be lacking vitamin D. Yeah, yeah. I guess the evidence suggests they're probably... Well, there's no evidence, but you'd think they'd probably be dead. Yeah. It's a shame. The girls, they were young. I mean, they were literally just starting to start their lives. And they're pretty girls. I've seen pictures of them. They look nice, which is also more sinister because of you know, them being kidnapped and shit. Yeah. I think that's what I think that's what uh, Stacey's mum was saying that why Stacey might have been targeted. Because, you know, she's they're both good looking girls and you know, that's that's might be what tempted. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's spooky how like easily they've managed to get away with it, whoever this was. Yeah. They've kind of managed to do it without leaving <laughs> any signs of who they are. Really sinister. Yeah. And unless someone comes out and admits it or they get found, I don't think we're ever really going to figure it out because there's no evidence. The police aren't doing anything, even though they've said that they're still working on the case. I and mean, clearly you're not. Yeah. If you're ignoring the one lead you have, Yeah. clearly you are not doing everything you can. I mean, I get it. You could, they can say they were a bit hindered early on by, like, 
friends and, and the mother kind of doing stuff. Yeah, but they're police, shouldn't they be used to that? I don't know how answer machines work, but do you just lose it instantly, that message? Not some know. way of trying well, to find I, it? Well, actually, yeah, you probably could... Well, I don't know. Maybe they could get a techie, but this was 1992. True. I don't know how complex answer machines are. It's not like now where you have, like, the iCloud and everything saves onto there. Yeah. Or everything's got an external server. This is the basic answer phone. Yeah. I've got really no idea how they work, so I don't know whether I don't know. what I'm suggesting is stupid or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on it's a digital one. I don't know if it would be a tape one because it's 1992. If it's a tape one, it's even more awkward if it was deleted. Yeah. So how could she delete it because it's on tape? She'd actually have to go through effort. Yeah. So it can't be a, a, a tape answer machine. But I like, think about the globe. Yeah, someone swept it up, but surely the bins weren't collected literally within that the space of time the police go in there. Surely it could have found some of that well maybe they needed to know like how it fell where it was laid that way you can yeah. tell from which angle it was hit yeah uh, or see if it was hit by an arm and then maybe they could figure out the heights of some uh, the perpetrator or something like that i'm clutching at straws really but because i don't know how much you can get just from one thing yeah. but then again you don't know how much evidence you're going to get from the one thing so obviously they'd want everything to be intact yeah. So I can see why it's frustrating for them, because they've got all these bits of evidence that... It might not even be evidence, but things that could have been evidence. Yeah. That they've been taken care of. Yeah. No, because I was only thinking if someone's, like, kind of the hands touched it, whether you could maybe get a little bit of... Yeah, I thought that after I thought about the long... the, the complex reasons that I'd originally said. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, what about, like, the splatter of the glass? And it's like, no, fingerprints... Yeah. Also, if if it's if it's like a hand or an arm, that could hurt blood. Maybe you know. Possibly. Possibly. I don't know. It's, it's frustrating, isn't it? It is. Oh lord, I really don't think we're going to get anywhere with this one. I know we usually solve it, and like the listeners are used to us solving these mysteries. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to solve this one. Yeah. It's frustrating, though. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually quite a sad one, isn't it? So, it is sad I mean, all the murder ones. You need closure in cases like this. Yeah. At least a bodies. Yeah. I think it's just the fact there's hardly any, like. Yeah, it's like they disappeared. Just literally disappeared. There's literally no sign of where they are, where they might have gone. Yeah, it's really frustrating. Like, when, you me- when I said, sent you that message and you replied, like, the Springfield Free, I was part, like, excited, and then part of me, like, literally drowned a little bit. I was like, oh, shit. Why is that? Because it's, I was excited because it was an exciting and interesting case, and then part of me sank because I was like, oh, we're not going to need to figure this one out. Yeah. So well, no matter what we do. You did tell me to go for one of the unsolved cases, though. That was... Yeah, I did specify it had to be an unsolved case. Yeah. Is that on our list? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I... I don't know whether you read about this one, or I read about it on... I was going through a list of unsolved crimes ages ago. I've known about this one for a while, because, you know, of my nighttime reading activities yeah. that have been going on for years. So I've known about this one for a while. Yeah. But, yeah, we're not going to get any closure, unfortunately. No. Mm. Only if someone comes out with some information, but... I doubt it. And the plea, I mean, it's been a good, what, I think... 25, it was almost 25 years. Yeah, but but even, like, since this hospital discovery... Yeah, that's 10 years. 10 years, so the police are are going slow about it, so if we ever find out out about it, we'll be lucky. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, I think we should uh, bring this to a close. Yeah, we probably should because this is really long. Yeah. It's probably going to end up being longer than Sophie Blanchard, which we thought was going to be really short. Yeah. But then I sort of knew this one was going to end up being really long. True. Because there's actually stuff to talk about. Yeah, there's, there's a good few, su- well, three suspects, four, five. Four suspects. <laughs> five if you include the, you know, the attempted kidnapper. Gerald. Gerald. Such a nice name as well, isn't it? Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, are you jelly? Anyway, yeah, I think we should probably wrap this up and yeah. head off and like, go contemplate life. It really makes you think, though. Like you would just literally disappear. Yeah. I also I I get the feeling they didn't have a clue this was gonna to happen to them. Well no, I don't mean you didn't. I don't mean you do, but but I think that's what's scary about it. Like you just have yeah. no clue and then all of a sudden you're in that situation. Jesus Christ. God, Maybe I'm scary. lucky that there's a family and then two families in sheds next door. Yeah. Just in case. Well, that's what that's what scares me about Luffy, you know. And there's some fucking guy underneath their beds or something like that. It scares you about what? You know Luther, the TV series? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's always that guy who's managed to get in their door that's under their bed or something like that. <laughs> it always makes me think about the kind of people that could be, you know, following me around, getting in through the door. <laughs> no one's following you around that. You're doing the following. Oh, I'm, I'm a sexy person. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know... <laughs> To dogs. Shut up. <laughs> uh, well, no one can fit under my bed because there's no space. It's got drawers under there. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I, I, I sleep on a sofa at the moment, so it's hard. I think most people don't have space under their beds. No, nah, I don't think they do. It must be just in Luther. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the props department can't fork out for any more beds, so they have to build a storyline around it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that ever coming back, Luther? I don't know. The thing is, they did that one-off, two-part thing. Yeah. And I think that was to whet appetites and maybe they do it again in the future. But people didn't like it without Alice. I didn't like it without Alice. Yeah. This new girl was supposed to be the replacement Alice, but she's no good. Yeah. I think I kept hearing Idris Elba saying there's going to be a film. Yeah, because the film didn't happen, that happened. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm not sure Luther would work as a film, would it? Luther isn't Luther without Alice. Luther Mm. doesn't work without Alice. Yeah. And it's not that I want to see them hook up, but I like the chemistry between them. Yeah. That's what makes it. That's what sells the story for me. If it wasn't for Alice in the first season, Luther would just be another detective drama. Yeah. It's annoying her career's doing that well, isn't it? That other the person yeah. who plays Alice. And the affair has gone to shit, so, like, just come back and do Luther, Ruth mm. Wilson. Just come back and do it. Yeah. Come on, it's a public plea, Luther. Uh, Luther, I was going to call her Luther. Ruth Wilson. Just come back. Yeah. We need you. Come back to our good British detective shows. Yeah, but she didn't get a Golden Globe for Luther. She got a Golden Globe for The Affair. She's going to stay on The Affair. Oh, I the don't... Affair is really bad now. The, the Americans corrupt the British actors so easily. Well, yeah, they do pay more and there is more jobs there. So I could, if I was an actor, I'd probably... Actually, I wouldn't even... I wouldn't be an actor. I'm brown. I mean... Like, it's hard enough for black people to black actors to get jobs. Could you imagine how hard it would be for me to get jobs? Yeah, I'd play the wife of a terrorist for crying out loud. I'd be the, one of the people in Twenty Four that gets killed really early. You could become really good at that, though. But I don't want to build a career around being a terrorist wife or no. part of a terrorist sect. No. Or or you end up being actually no, that only works for guys. I was going to say, or you end up being one of those dorky, you know smart Asians, but that's only men, male Asians. Yeah. In American television. 
Yeah. You don't see many female agents. I mean, the only one I can think of is Mindy Kaling. And I think that's only because she writes her own shit. She, that's why she's successful. Yeah. Where are all the brown ladies? And I think, to be honest, she was only... I think she's cast in the office, probably, because... Stereotypical. Only, if I'm being honest, I think that's probably why. Yeah, probably. I mean, she made token. that role her own. I'm not denying that, but I'm guessing that's probably why she was cast. Yeah. Oh, it definitely was. I mean, because there wasn't any other Asians in that sitcom was it no not i can remember no i haven't watched it much but no not that i can remember yeah yeah so like asian ladies in in american cinema i'd have to go to bollywood but i can't speak hindi i can't speak gujarati i can't speak bengali i'm fucked and they just end up singing and dancing in those films. Yeah, I can't sing or dance. Actually, no, not all. That's a common misconception. That's that's just all, like, my, my friend, when he, he doesn't really watch Bollywood films, but that's all he tells me about them. A l- high and... majority of them are musicals, but there's quite a few that aren't. Yeah. I mean, but even the ones that are musicals, they actually do have storylines. Yeah. And sometimes they could be sad. It doesn't feel like the Hollywood musical. But it's all cheesy. Yeah. I've heard Bollywood's starting to get better, though, now. It's actually pretty good, I'd say. Bollywood films are... I mean, because they are more successful than Hollywood films anyway. Yeah. And there's more output than in Hollywood. So, obviously, they're going to have a higher amount of good films. Yeah. Because there was one that was out last year, I think, Deepan. Yeah. Yeah, that I really want to watch. Well, I know, like, the social kind of representations are getting better as well. Uh, Maybe. I don't really watch Bollywood movies. I don't know why I'm defending them so much. Well, there used to be, like, controversies about gay kisses and stuff like that. There's controversies about any kisses. Yeah. Mate, we got to go. Have we? Well, yeah, because it's an hour and 49 ah, yeah. minutes yeah and you don't edit this i do and i'm gonna kill you okay all right um we need to go because tamim is tired and hungry and she needs to be fed and watered every few hours like a plant so yeah like a plant what a plants need feeding every few hours yeah is that why mine always die yeah oh shit okay is that why the fish died as well yeah all right <laughs> um so i'm gonna say springfield free sorry but we didn't solve you and didn't it's a good you. day yeah, good yeah, day. Find you. Good, good day. Good evening. Good night. Yeah, exactly. What she said. On Godspeed, London. Yes. On Godspeed, New York. After that, white supremacist stabbed the black guy to death. Godspeed. Yes. Yes. Okay. But seriously, bye. Yeah. Bye.